11 through 16, that'll be page 975 in the Red Pew Bible. Page 975. See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. A new sermon series beginning today. We're going to be talking about some of the things that make us different as Christians. What is it about you that really sets you apart from the world? What is it about Christians that make them different and make them walk differently from the world around us? All through the month of March on Sunday mornings, we'll be asking and answering that question. What sets us apart? This morning, I want us to think about what Paul says in Galatians 6 verse 14, the passage from which KJ read just a moment ago. Paul said that out of everything he might boast in, he wanted to boast only in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. What makes you different? What is it that sets you apart from the world around you? We just sang, and, and I appreciate Aaron leading the song, Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the cross of Christ my God. I don't want to boast in anything except the cross. That's what Paul said. That's what you sang. But what does that mean? When you think about the word boast, the word boast is usually with us, it's a negative word. You don't like somebody who boasts a lot, but we do it all the time as human beings anyway. And the word can have in the Bible both a negative and a positive connotation. Obviously, boasting in the cross is something we're supposed to do. But the word itself means to brag or to rejoice in, to be glad about. It has to do with something that really deeply matters to us. And we boast about things all the time in life. We might boast about little things like, I got an A on my test this week. I got a promotion at my job. Maybe that's not quite such a little thing. And we boast about maybe being from Texas. Or maybe we boast about being from Katy, Texas. We're really proud of that. It matters to us. We're glad. And maybe somebody else doesn't understand that, but it matters to us. Maybe we boast about other things that are maybe more substantial. Maybe we boast about how, how much of an expert we are at something. There's nobody who can do what I can do. Or maybe we boast about our wealth. Maybe we don't do that publicly, but we do it to ourselves. You know what really matters about me is that I have more than other people around me. We may boast about those things. If I could run 26.2 miles without stopping, I would put one of those stickers on the back of my car. <laughs> and you might call it nowadays because boasting is kind of a negative thing. We would say it's a humble brag. But I'd put one of those stickers on my car too if I could do that. Or if I could participate in the Ironman triathlon, I'd put one of those stickers on my car. We boast all the time. 
and we boast about things that matter to us. I had an acquaintance a couple of years ago who told me that he plays an online video game and he was number two in the world in points and expert experience and all this kind of thing in this particular video game that he played. And, the, and, and he would play this game sometimes, he admitted to me, he would play this game sometimes for up to 16 hours a day without stopping. But it was really important to him. It was really meaningful to him. And so my point in all, all of this is to say, we all boast about things that are important to us, things that are meaningful to us. And so look again in your Bibles. If you haven't already opened to Galatians 6, please do so. Look again in your Bibles at Galatians 6 and look at what Paul is doing. Because there was something happening in the churches of Galatia that Paul was very, very upset about as an apostle, as a man of God. Because people were being taken away from Jesus and the cross and they were starting to boast in other things. Look, if you would, at Galatians 6 and notice verse 12. Galatians 6, verse 12, Paul says, those who want to make a good showing in the flesh would force you to be circumcised and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. Then he goes on and says in verse 14, but far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. This would be really strange to us, but it wasn't 2,000 years ago. Christianity came out of, it was, there's continuity between the promise that was made to Abraham and to the Jews in the Old Testament, and that promise continues into Christ and what he did at the cross, and the people of God, the Israel of God, it calls us in, in, here in Galatians chapter 6, there's continuity. And so one of the things that happened in the early church when they went and began to preach Gentiles obeyed the gospel. And you know what they told those people in the first century about obeying the gospel? They said, those of you who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Galatians 3 verse 27. If you're baptized for the remission of your sins because you put your faith in Jesus and you realize that's what adds you to him, when you do that, you're a Christian. And you're part of the promise that was made to Abraham. Go back and read Galatians 3, 27 through 29. It says exactly that. When you're baptized, you're a Christian, and now you're Abraham's seed. And it was that teaching about being Abraham's seed that really confused people sometimes. Shouldn't have, but it did. And some teachers arose in the church and they started looking at these Gentile Christians. And here's basically what they said. You know, in the Old Testament, when a, when a Hebrew baby boy was born, on the eighth day, his parents had to, by law, they had to circumcise that baby boy. And I know you're a Gentile, and I know you're an adult, and I know that you want to follow Jesus, but if you're going to be one of Abraham's descendants, you're going to have to have a surgery. You're going to have to be circumcised too. And they were trying to... They were trying to convince these Gentiles that they had to do this. Yes, it's good that you were baptized, but the gospel is Christ plus circumcision. That's what they were saying. And then Paul talks about in Galatians 6, verses 12 and 13 here, he talks about their motives for doing so. These teachers were not doing this because they thought that everybody needed to keep the law of Moses. They themselves didn't do that. Rather, they just didn't want anybody 
to come into the assembly and you know there were all kinds of teachers walking around and they they kind of formed into cliques and factions and they would look at people and they would say those people over there in that city in Galatia they're not really doing what the Lord wants them to do and there was this peer pressure there was this there was this desire to conform. And Paul says, they're doing this because they want to avoid persecution themselves. They don't want anybody else to come in and say, you know, those people aren't really serious about following Jesus. They didn't want anybody to say that about them. And it goes on to say, so these people are teaching you Gentiles that you ought to be circumcised so that they may boast in your flesh. It matters to them that you're circumcised. It mean, it's meaningful to them that you're circumcised. And Paul is saying, that has nothing to do with salvation anymore. It has nothing to do with being the people of God anymore. If I'm going to boast, Paul says, I'm going to boast only in the cross. That's the implication. They're adding things to the gospel that should never be added. They're saying things that should never be said. They're making laws that Jesus Christ has freed us from. And at the same time, you and I are supposed to boast in the cross as well. So let's ask the question, what does it mean to boast in the cross? What does it mean for you and me to boast in the cross? Based on what Paul says in Galatians 6, 14, we're gonna take this from two approaches this morning, negatively and positively. What it does not mean or what it means we ought to put away and what it means we ought to do instead. Watch this, what does it mean to boast in the cross negatively? Number one, it means we admit that we cannot be saved by Old Testament laws, by keeping Old Testament laws. That's exactly what's being argued in Galatians. You cannot go back to the Old Testament to find a rule of faith, a way to be saved, a way to please God. You cannot find those things in the Old Testament. If you want to look in the book of Galatians, look at Galatians 2 verse 21, where Paul says, if righteousness came by the law, then Jesus Christ died in vain. He's making the argument. You can't go back to the Old Testament to find what you need to do to be a Christian, what you need to do to be a child of God. You don't find those things in the Old Testament. Look, if you would, in your Bibles, everybody, look at Galatians 3, 10, and 11, and listen to what he says. In Galatians 3.10, all who rely on works of the law, Galatians 3.10, all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to do them. He says that if you want to go back to the Old Testament, here's what you have to do. If you want to go back and be saved by anything in the Old Testament, you've got to keep all of it. You can't just pick and choose. You can't just say, I'm going to do this because the old law tells me to, but I'm not going to do that. If you want to go back to any of it, you've got to have all of it and you've got to keep it perfectly. That's what you have to do. Last Sunday, I preached about singing and I preached about what it means to sing in a way that pleases God under the new covenant. There are often questions that arise after a sermon like that, that people say, well, what about those Old Testament passages in the Psalms, for example, where the Bible describes praising God with timbrels and harps and things like that? Paul would say, you cannot go back even to that part of the law and use that because once you do that, Galatians 3 verses 10 and 11, you are obligated to keep everything in the old law. If that's what you're going to do, that's what you have to do with all of it. 
So let's start sacrificing animals and things like that. That's the argument he's making. I want to boast in the cross, Paul says. I want to boast in what Jesus did for me. And that means I realize I cannot be saved by keeping Old Testament laws anymore. Circumcision has nothing to do with salvation anymore because that was part of the old law. That's what he's saying. What does it mean to boast in the cross next as you think about this negatively? It means that we must not change the gospel just to make it more popular or palatable to people. If I boast in the cross, it means that everything that Jesus did when he died on the cross has got to be meaningful and precious to me. Paul spoke about preaching the whole counsel of God, Acts chapter 20 and verse 27. He spoke about preaching everything that God has given him to preach. And all through the book of Galatians, there's this temptation to change the gospel a little bit because, you know, Paul, if you just added circumcision to your list of requirements, everybody would be at peace. People wouldn't be trying to persecute you. They wouldn't be bothering these Gentiles. They'd just leave them alone if they just do this one thing. And Paul says, I'm not going to change the message just because other people think I should. Galatians 1 verse 10, I'm not seeking to please people. I want to please God. Galatians 4 16, he asks the question, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I, Paul, want to preach the gospel message, I want to preach the cross, and I want to tell people that when they put their trust in Jesus and they're baptized for the remission of their sins, that makes them Christians. Nothing else. Those are the things that God requires of us, that God commands us to do, and we're not going to add any other burden to people than that. We're not going to change the message to make it more popular. We're not going to reduce what God says and leave out things that he talks about, but we're not going to add to the gospel either. Deuteronomy 4 verse 2, the Old Testament reminds us not to add to or take away from the word of God. We need to go back and remember that because it's what it means to boast in the cross. I want to thank God for what he did for me and Jesus at the cross. And by doing that, I'm going to continue to proclaim exactly what God wants regardless of whether people like it or not. Next, what does it mean to boast in the cross? According to Paul, we're not going to let our identity get in the way of the message. Paul was a Jew. The people in Galatia were having this problem about circumcision because Gentiles were being added to the church. You remember the passage? This would be a good homework assignment for you this afternoon. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 7, Philippians 3, verses 4 through 7, Paul wrote about his heritage and his ancestry. As a matter of fact, you know what? Forget homework. Let's just turn over there and read that. Philippians 3, verses 4 through 7. It's that important. It says in Philippians 3, verse 4, Paul's talking about boasting, having confidence in the flesh, things that really matter to him. He says, Philippians 3, verse 4, I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Now look at Philippians 3, 5. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel. That's what they were fighting about in the Galatian letter. He says, I was of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to the righteousness under the law, I was blameless. Paul says, my identity was pretty solid when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to what really matters to people, when it comes to what they want to boast in, what they want to brag about, what they want to rejoice in. My, my heritage, my pedigree is impeccable here. 
But then look at what he says in verse 7. He says in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 3, but whatever was gained to me, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Did it matter that Paul was a Jew? It mattered. Did it matter that he was a Roman citizen? That mattered. Did it matter that he was educated by some of the great Jewish teachers? That mattered. But Paul says, when I become a Christian, all the things that make me me, all of those take a back seat to the fact that I'm a Christian, that I know Jesus Christ, all of them. What's most important to me, what's most important about my identity is the fact that I am a New Testament Christian. I counted all those things as lost so that I may gain Christ, so that I may know Christ. We live in a world that is struggling with identity issues. Who are you? How do you identify yourself? What matters to you? And so for some people, their ancestry matters, their heritage. For some people, the, the color of their skin is what really matters. That matters more than anything to them. For some people, it's their education that really matters, the, the way they've been brought up and what they've learned. For some people, it has to do with their gender, and that's what really matters to them. And the Bible says that rejoicing, boasting in the cross means that all of those things have to, must take a back seat to the fact that I'm a Christian so that I may know Christ. That's why Paul writes in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Put on a cross with him. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I not my identity, but Christ lives in me. That's what I want from the world. I want people to see Jesus living in me now. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 is about rejoicing, boasting in the cross. It's saying that everything that I was, everything that was important about me, all those things have been crucified with Christ. And I just want to know him. And I just want to be a part of his people. What does it mean to boast in the cross? Negatively, it means we're not going to put our confidence in numbers. Our confidence is in what Jesus has done for us, the finished work of Christ at the cross. It's not in how many people respond to that. Galatians 6 verse 12, the passage we've been studying this morning, where Paul writes about those that wanted to circumcise the Gentiles, he says they're adding burdens to you and they're doing it so that they might boast in your flesh. They're doing it so that they might say, you know, all these other Gentiles over here, they went through with it. And, and, and you know, a, a big group of people, they can't all be wrong, can they? It's a large crowd. They can't all be doing the wrong thing. Boasting in the cross, brothers and sisters and friends, means that we realize the Bible speaks very frankly about the narrow way that leads to salvation being difficult to find and few there are that find it, Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Boasting in the cross means that we're not gonna follow a multitude to do what's evil, what's wicked, Exodus 23, verse two. Boasting in the cross means that we don't look at the size of a church's budget or the numbers of people that attend a certain congregation. We don't look at those things and say, you know, that's what really matters. That's what's really important. Those are the things we're really going to brag about and boast in. Those are not any occasion for boasting. It's the cross and what Jesus has done for us that matters. That's negative. 
Turn it around positively. Look at Galatians 6, 14. Forbid it. Far be it from me that I should boast except in the cross of my Lord Jesus Christ. What does it mean positively this morning to boast in the cross? Here's what it means. Taken from Paul's own words. Number one, what really matters is what Jesus did at the cross. Because Jesus did something spectacular. He did something amazing. He did something sacrificial. The last words John records of Jesus as he gives up his spirit on the cross. It is finished. John 19 verse 30. 1 Corinthians 15 3. Jesus died for our sins according to the scripture. Did you know there is nobody else who has ever, ever, ever lived in this world that is qualified to die for your sins? Only Jesus could ever do that. And when you think about what people brag about, we look at sports figures and this man set this record or that woman did this and she was the first one to ever accomplish this feat. And we boast in them, we brag about how great they are. Jesus is the only one who could ever die for people's sins. I want to brag about that. I want to boast in that. That's what Paul's saying in Acts 4.12. They boldly told the Sanhedrin, there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we can be saved. We want to talk about him and we want to talk about what he can do because he can change lives and he can forgive sins and he can tell people that their sins are forgiven and it's true. Nobody else can do that. Boast in the cross. Boast in what Jesus did. That ought to matter to us. The sermon series is called, We Walk Different. We're, we're different from the world because this is what we think is the most important thing. The fact that Jesus has died for us. He's died for all mankind. This is not an exclusive boast, by the way. An exclusive boast would be, I'm the only one that's ever achieved something. This is an invitation. Boast in the cross says, come and know and see and understand the salvation that you can have in him as well. What Jesus did at the cross is what really matters. And there are some practical implications that flow from this. Look again at Galatians 6, 14. Practical implication number one, the world has been crucified to me. Because I boast in the cross, think about it this way. People watched Jesus' body being stretched out on the cross. They watched as they took that cross and they put it into that hole and they watched him hang there and they watched him slowly suffer and die until he gave up his spirit. They watched all that happen. Think about the world on the cross now. He says, the world has been crucified to me. The things that matter, the things that everybody else thinks are important, those things have been stretched out on a cross. And as far as I'm concerned, I am watching those things suffer and die. The things that everybody else brags about, the things that everybody else thinks are important, including things like circumcision and how many people go to your church and how big is your budget, even those things, I've watched those things suffer and die because I want to know Christ and I want to have rejoicing in what he did at the cross. The world has been crucified to me. Do not love the world. Do not love the things in the world. The Bible warns us an astronomical number of times about that. 1 John 2, verses 15 through 17. But not only that, Paul turns it around and he says, I've been crucified to the world. It's not just the world that's been stretched out on that cross and that has suffered and died. Paul says, it's me too. Paul knows what it's like to be persecuted. He knows what it's like to be beaten and left for dead. He knows what it's like to be thrown in prison and he hasn't done anything wrong. And he says, all of that, that's just me being crucified to the world. That's just me going through what Jesus went through. 
and, and it's also a mark, it's a, it's a sign I'm following him. The fact that the world treats me this way is a sign that I'm close to him. That's what Paul really wanted. He said, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. I want to be conformed to his sufferings. Philippians 3 verse 10. That's what I want. That's all I want. I want to suffer and to die with Christ. I've been crucified to the world. And the world looked at Paul and they said, you're not very impressive. You're giving all these these, these lofty-sounding things about a cross of all things. And they didn't respect Paul. They didn't listen to his message and, and believe what he was saying. And God says to Paul all the way, he says, my grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect in weakness. 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 9. What does it matter that we boast in the cross? What really matters that I've been crucified to the world? Two more. What does it mean positively to boast in the cross? It means that we recognize we are a new creation. Look at verse 15. Neither uncircumcision nor circumcision matters. Those are not what really are important. Don't boast in those things. It's a new creation that matters. You want to know what I want for you? I'm talking to all of you. You know what I really want, me personally, what I want for you? I want you to be a new creation. That's what really matters. If I could live my life and help people to become a new creation, my life would have made a difference as far as the gospel's concerned, as far as the cross is concerned. You can just put that on my tombstone if I ever have one. John tried to help people be a new creation. Paul says that's all that matters. That people put their trust and their faith in Jesus Christ and that they realize that when they obey the gospel, when they do what God commands us to do, that God makes us anew. He forgives our sins and he gives us a new purpose. He gives us a new reason for doing everything that we do. And so 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us it's a new creation. That's what happens when we become a Christian. Ephesians 2 verse 10, God has created us in Christ Jesus for good works. He's made us something that we were not before. That's what matters. Doesn't matter whether you've been circumcised or not. That's indifferent now. Yes, it was commanded under the Old Testament, but that's been done away. And you, you got to go back and keep that part. You got to keep all of it. It's a new creation that matters. That's all that matters. That we put our trust in the cross. That we put our trust in what Jesus did in dying for us and that we're new. What does it mean to boast in the cross? That we're part of a new family and a new heritage. The things that used to matter, the things that people today put all of their confidence in and they boast about and they brag about and they're glad about, the things that used to mean a lot to me, those things all take a backseat to the fact that we are part of Israel. The Israel of God. Look again at Galatians 6. He says in verse 16, for all who walk by this rule, what rule is he talking about? The fact that salvation is in Christ when we obey the gospel and we do not add anything to it like circumcision or keeping of feast days or Old Testament laws. We're not adding anything to it. We're just doing what Jesus wants us to do. For all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Who's he talking about? The church. In the New Testament, Israel 
becomes the church of Christ. In the New Testament, when you become a Christian, you become one of Abraham's heirs, even if you're a Gentile. That's what Galatians 3 verse 29 tells us. We're a part of a new family, a new heritage. We are the recipients of the promise that was made to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 3 and 4. We inherit salvation. We inherit the blessings because of what Jesus did at the cross. Here's my question to you this morning. When it comes to being different, when it comes to a different way of life, honestly, answer this question in your own heart. What really matters to you? What is really important to you? What kinds of things, when you brag, when you boast, do you boast about? This is what it means to boast in the cross. Forbid it, Lord, that any of us should boast except in the death of Jesus Christ in the cross. Maybe you're here this morning and we can help you obey the gospel because you know that all you need to do, put your faith in Jesus, repent of your sins, be baptized for the remission of sins. You do those things, you become a New Testament Christian, part of a new family, a new heritage. You become one of God's children. If we can help you to do that this morning, if we can help pray with you, whatever you need, once you make your way down the aisle, while together we stand and while we sing.